Dr. Jason Polinsky is the commissioner of the Greater Los Angeles Softball Association and co-executive director of the Sin City Classic Sports Festival that takes place next month. And he's here to talk about that and give us his spin on our LGBTQ issues. Hi, Jason. Hi there. Thanks for having me, Charlotte. Give us a little background about the uh, Sin City Classic Sports Festival. So the Sin City Classic um, has evolved into a pretty major sports festival. It actually started as a small softball tournament in Las Vegas. And as the tournament became popular, we started adding additional sports. And 16 years later, we have 24 sports and about 10,000 athletes every January in Las Vegas over Martin Luther King weekend. How did you become involved? So um, I've been active as a player in the league. I had been for a number of years, and my husband actually played in the league since the late 90s. And when an opportunity was presented to me to be involved in um, membership, recruiting new members to the league, I sort of volunteered to do that. And then that led into me being a secretary on the board, the assistant commissioner of the league, and then for the last four years, I've been the commissioner of the league. And I was approached by Ken Sears, and he said, I see you know, a need for you in the league leadership, and, and that's how he kind of roped me into starting with membership, and he was the commissioner at the time, and then he became the executive director of the Sin City Classic, and unfortunately, about a year and a half ago, he passed away, and that is what was the impetus for myself and Larry Ruiz, the other co-director, uh, to sort of step in and take over the festival um, as sort of emergency management at the time, and um, I hope we're, you know, doing Ken proud, because we've all worked very hard. We have an amazing group of volunteers that get together and really put on an amazing festival each year. Tell us about the event that takes place uh, uh, January 12th through the uh, 15th in Las Vegas. It's in a wonderful uh, half a week and a week of great sporting events. Also, Compete Magazine does a sporting conference. There's an awards dinner on Thursday for LGBT leaders in sports um, on Thursday night. And then sporting events themselves start on Thursday competition and last through Sunday. Uh, we host three different parties throughout the, the weekend at um, local establishments. On Thursday night, there's something being held at the gardens. And then on Friday and Saturday, Piranha Nightclub will host our parties. Uh, we also have an opening party registration at the Flamingo Hotel. That happens on Friday night where all the athletes come and register for their individual sports that they've signed up for. They check in. They get their tournament garb and uh, their wristbands. And then on Sunday, uh, we have an amazing closing party at Brooklyn Bowl, which um, usually um, will have a, a headliner talent, uh, some drag queens and some performances, and um, it's a really, really amazing event. What would you like to accomplish with the uh, Sin City Classic Sports Festival? Much like uh, Glossa originated in the 70s, and um, to, to provide a safe space for LGBT and queer community, like that's what our festival is truly about. It's a space where people can come together, compete at high levels, but also just have community. And so we like to think of ourselves as a place where people can come from all over the country. You know, living in L.A., we forget that not all parts of the country are as accepting as Los Angeles is. And so many of our pet people that come to the festival, it's one of the few times they get to come be in, a, in such a large number of members from their same community and get to be themselves genuinely. And so... Uh, we really pride ourselves on providing that safe sporting experience. And, you know, the other thing, too, that I think is really interesting, Charlotte, is that for a lot of um, LGBT folks, they have not had as much um, opportunity or maybe experience 
competing in team sports for whatever reason. Um, that's a generalization because that's obviously not true across the board. But we all, we find that a lot of members that come to the Sin City Festival um, are newer members to sporting team sports. And uh, we think that's a really exciting opportunity and evidenced by national organizations of all of these sports who have growing numbers of younger people, for example, in softball and kickball and dodgeball and even quadball, which is an amazing thing to watch if you've never seen it. It's the Harry Potter game that happens in those movies, but pretty amazing. And um, we're finding that younger and younger folks are finding LGBT and queer sports across the country. And we're so pleased that they come to Las Vegas every year to have an experience with us with their individual sports. What would you like to see happen for our LGBTQ community in the uh, Biden-Harris administration, especially now that the midterm elections are finally over? It's an interesting question. Um, you know, we um, don't often think of ourselves as a political organization, but obviously being an LGBT or queer group, we have to stay mindful of what's happening around us. And I think, obviously, the votes that are taking place with the Respective Marriage Act, that's super important, obviously, because as we said, our members for this festival come from all over the country where the rights, frankly, may not all be the same. And I know that back in um, 2013, when the Defense of Marriage Act was struck down by the Supreme Court, that everybody just assumed that, okay, well, gay marriage or marriage equality was a thing, and it was now going to be the law of the land. But what people don't recognize is that Individual states did not have to do anything with their individual tax codes or anything like that. So there are still places in the country where marriage equality is not really marriage equality. I'm a prime example of that. We are homeowners in both California and Michigan, and the tax benefits and such were not all equalized. And it wasn't until Gretchen Whitmer became the governor, Democratic governor in Michigan, that the tax code and such was updated in Michigan. So voting matters. And I personally would like to see, you know, this administration continue to work on individual states because uh, we're not, across the board, um, equal, even though, you know, marriage equality is a thing. What was your reaction to uh, Brittany Geiner finally being released from Russia? My immediate reaction was just one of relief, you know, and I think um, it was unfortunate that it took as long. I will say that I did have confidence that it was not um, an issue that was not being uh, worked on behind the scenes. And the political dynamic across the world right now with Russia, uh, I think, probably made this extremely challenging. So I think initially I, I'm just relieved, and I'm glad that she's back in the states where, you know, she can, again, start playing sports and such. And I don't think, you know, wanted to be um, a symbol of any kind uh, and obviously became a, a pawn and, and a very um, dangerous political environment, so just I'm glad that she is safe again in the States. With LGBTQ teens already four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers after facing bullying incidents, what advice would you have for these kids, especially in these challenging times? So my professional career, I was a school district superintendent, and I retired last year, and so this it has always been something that has been on my radar in all of my school settings, but also just young people in general. And I think, um, you know, it's very important. I, it, the worst advice you can give kids um, when it comes to bullying is just to tell them to ignore it. That's not great advice. And I think that um, we have to be very, very intentional and very clear with the adults in our schools who are well-intended people sometimes just that, that are not equipped to um, handle some of these questions or bullying situations, which 
frankly, are new to some. Doesn't, I'm not making a statement about whether or not they should be new or not, but, you know, um, a, a lot of teens and young people are finding language for things that they didn't have language for before. And, you know, we have to teach our students to advocate for themselves, but we also have to make sure that the adults working with those students in schools or in their personal and private lives are equipped to handle the conversations because, um, as we know, such formulative moments of the first time we come out to an adult it usually takes place at a school. Usually the research tells us that people come out to a teacher or a trusted adult at school. So I think across the country we have to do a really, really solid job of preparing teachers and administrators and other adults at schools to handle that situation appropriately. And sometimes they need help and some training to know how to do that. How can people get information about the uh, Sin City Classic Sports Festival? We have an amazing digital team, so uh, you can find us on Facebook, but also our website, justincityclassic.org, and all of the sports partners are listed there, and opportunities are there as well, and um, those are the two main ways we communicate with folks, through social media and through our website, and um, we are doing more and more things like this with you, Charlotte. Um, I've done probably five or six of these calls in the last couple of weeks, so we're trying to, you know, find avenues to reach as many people as possible, but we find, obviously, with the demographic that social media seems to be the way that we make the best connections. What other projects are you working on? So right now, uh, the festival is about a month away, and everybody is in really high gear. So we um, are responsible for the opening party and closing party, booking all the talent, making sure all the partner sports registration sites are up and going on the website. We also do all of the branding at the, the hotel, and we also have uh, a lot of communication uh, going out to all of the members who have registered for the festival. We also have all the back-end stuff, like all the shipping, the things that are happening right now to go to the hotel from different vendors and sponsors and um, the hotel contracts and all of that. So working with Caesars, Larry Ruiz and myself as the co-executive directors have sort of split responsibilities, and then we have an amazing team of people that have divided and conquered and taken different parts of this. So social media, branding, booking talent, floor plans for the, the ballrooms, room reservations, all of these things, you name it, top to bottom for all of these um, events that happen over the weekend are being done by volunteers. And so I think it's pretty impressive to note that there's not one paid person um, as a member of our committee. It's all volunteers from our local softball league. Is there a question you wish people would ask you? We love getting asked the question, and we wish we would get it more often, uh, of how can we contribute to the festival. And uh, we are so blessed to have so many amazing sponsors. Lexus is our presenting sponsor, and they have been for a number of years. Um, but we also have a number of sponsors that are not only giving us resources in terms of funds, but also giving us products. So our list of sponsors is located on our website, and we would love for all of the LBT and queer community across the country who may work for larger corporations who are looking to get involved in um, equity and diversity initiatives to consider Sin City Classic as a potential benefactor of that. And um, like I said, every year, we seem to have um, new groups of sponsors join us, and the list keeps getting longer and longer, which is making for um, a better festival. And so um, we would love to be asked how um, you know, people can um, contribute to the festival. And honestly, we're looking for people who we know that across the country we work in every state in the union, and we have probably a great amount of potential 
sitting within the people that attend the festival and corporations where they work could potentially be um, sponsors for the festival. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra to get you through these difficult times? Because I was an educator, I always often think about my own personal experiences growing up. So on every door that I ever had as a teacher, a principal of three different schools, um, an assistant superintendent, and then a superintendent, I had the same sign that traveled with me, and it was a quote that said, be who you needed as a child. And I have always kind of taken that mantra um, with me when I consider working with other folks is that um, adults or kids alike, you know, a lot of people are healing from things that, you know, never completely healed from childhood. And I think um, depending on the era that you grew up in, we probably were looking for examples of ourselves in our school systems and in our lives. And I was so fortunate to look up from my classroom seat and see teachers that were modeled for me. And I just always have taken that with me. So be who you needed when you were a child. Be who you needed when you were younger. Um, that stays with me because every person I meet, I try to meet with grace and kindness and know that um, potentially they may need um, that kind of healing as well.